0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: It's Mike Silver, San Francisco Chronicle, Valley Sports and Beyond. Hello, Mike. How you doing?
1: I'm great. How are you guys?
2: Good. Hey, were you in the building for uh, for that press conference yesterday?
1: You know, I wasn't. I went down Tuesday and talked to a bunch of players, and I decided to live stream that thing. Okay. So, um, I did write off of it. I was writing anyway, and uh, that'll run at some point. But you know, I I thought that the first twenty four minutes and thirty seconds were fine, but those last that last minute was the, the golden minute for me.
2: uh do explain. Please the explain. Last, yeah, the last minute. What, what? What? To what are you referring? Well.
1: Well, Kyle was asked about um, you know the the amount of quarterback injuries that have happened under his watch, and if he thought he had to change things systemically uh, or figure that out. And uh, he went. He went all in, got some some sarcasm there at the end. I I wrote all about it. It'll eventually be in the Chronicle, but uh, he didn't love the question. I thought it was funny. I've known him for a long time. Yeah, and I I mean, the sarcasm, it was dripping with sarcasm, but for some, there is, where there's smoke, there's fire. Why would you say that the Niners have had so many injuries at quarterback? Is it just as he described it, dumb luck? Uh, I mean, luck is definitely a part of it, and that sucks. Uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, unfortunately, is injury-prone, which sucks because I I love everything else about him, and uh, I don't want that for him. But some players just get hurt a lot, so there's that. Um, You know, Purdy, I I think when you have an inexperienced quarterback running play-action – And for play action to work right, everything has to look the same, which is the beauty of Kyle's offense. So you're going to have tight ends and running backs, blocking edge rushers at times. Um, You know, probably just doesn't have a lot of reps under his belt. Didn't know to step up in the pocket uh, away from the potential danger there. But, you know, he's... Purdy's been amazing. That happens. Uh, You know, and Josh Johnson got a concussion against a team that had 70 sacks, one of the highest totals in NFL history, Uh, and Trey Lance got hurt running the ball inside, but when you have a dual threat quarterback, that's part of the deal. If you're you're going to have dual threats, you have to run them. So, uh, you know, I I think we all want to blame people when things go badly. Uh, You can't blame Jimmy for this one, so uh, it naturally turns to, to Kyle. That said, uh, he has had a disproportionate share of quarterback injuries, and uh, I don't know that you change things schematically. Because again, for you know, if you if you want the awesomeness of his offense, you can't have it become more predictable and uh, you know mousy. But um, you know, I, I think he probably wants to have a feeling that the people he's got back there can withstand uh, the pounding better than Jimmy has for whatever reason.
2: Mike, you reported about a week and a half ago, uh, maybe even a couple of weeks ago, that the 49ers were planning for Brock Purdy to be their starter going forward. Then then the injury happens, and I know right now they're still indicating that, that, that the thought is that he's likely back by August. Um, t- take the injury stuff, the, the unknown out. Uh, if Brock Purdy is back in August... Is he still firmly the starter or could things change?
1: Yeah, if Rock Purdy is back in August that he looks like he did before he got hurt, then of course he's the starter, but I don't think you can take the uncertainty out. So, um, you know, I quoted the great Oakland philosopher, Todd Shaw, AKA Too Short, uh, in my column Monday and said it was all good just a week ago. things changed you know Brock Purdy was going to be the guy Trey would have been there they would have continued developing him they had rookie contracts they could pay both to build around it it was a great plan you know the envy of any other team really to have a quarterback that accomplished uh, at such a young stage on a rookie deal but you know quarterbacks at elbows so first of all I was a young beat writer when Joe Montana had an elbow injury in training camp in 1991, ended up missing an entire season, came back in 92, didn't feel right again in training camp, missed all but the final uh, regular season game, second half. So basically missed all of two years and then was gone after that. Um, You know, it's tricky. I, I think Kyle and John believe from what they've heard that there's a scenario where you have this non-Tommy John surgery that's less of a production. Uh, Three months later, he starts to try to throw again, and within six months, he's back to being him. That's awesome, but you gotta be really, really confident in that. Uh, And that's why I think once uh, you you, you started understanding the potential, maybe that first surgery doesn't go perfectly, maybe has a setback, maybe He does have to have Tommy John, after all, once they go in and they realize it's worse than they thought, et cetera, et cetera. Now you're in a a zone with a team built to win now, uh, whose window is right now, and uh, you want to consider all options. Brady would have made a lot of sense in that he was probably a one-year guy if he came back. Uh, That's now off the table. Rodgers makes less sense in because of the financial commitment you could do it and fit it under the cap um but you're looking at probably a two three year minimum with him and what you hope purdy uh, gets back to would you know make that less pressing for you and then i think what's probably most likely is you hope for the best on purdy you try to develop trey lance who's also coming off a second ankle surgery and You hope he's ready for, like, phase two, phase three of OTAs. And you have to have a contingency plan, whether that's a Matt Ryan, whether you actually draft somebody else. uh, I think that's less likely. Whether you go get an Andy Dalton, someone like that. um, I I think you better have uh, a contingency plan if Trey is your only healthy guy. Uh, heading into trading camp. And the contingency plan won't be Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you think that that was more a Jimmy saying not a shot in hell or the team saying enough is enough? Uh, When they did Jimmy's deal, when he came back, um, it specifically precluded them from tagging or trading him. So uh, Jimmy got the power at that moment. So had Jimmy stayed healthy, continued playing like he was playing, possibly got them to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl, it would have been a fascinating scenario because they would have been like, Jimmy, (laughs) what's up, buddy?
2: We want you back. (laughs) Jimmy. Hold
1: that thought, guys, because I'm going to go check out the market and I'll let you know and, you know, maybe I'll come back, maybe I won't, and it would have been a complete shift of the paradigm which previously allowed them to cut him at any time after they had the wandering eye. So, that would have been fascinating. So basically, Jimmy's going to get a better deal somewhere else than the 49ers, even under this situation, would pay him. Um, he's going to want to go to a team that has never given up on him and presumably believed in him <laughs> more, and the 49ers can't do anything about it, even if they suddenly decide to pledge their undying love to him, which they won't. So... I you know, I, I, I thought he was gone last year. I know he came back, things were weird, he was coming off early shoulder surgery. Uh Kyle said it pretty clearly after I had, you know, said similar things in print. Um it's you know, to to quote another great Bay Area philosopher, Robert Hunter, he's gone, he's gone, nothing's gonna bring him back. He is gone.
2: There it is. Uh, Mike Silver with us here. Willard and Dibbs, 95-7 the game. Hey, Mike, uh, done deal. I know there was the early report, and then you uh, tweeted out, hey, it's not done yet. And I guess now it's done with Vic Fangio to the Dolphins. And a lot of people are processing that like, oh, he turned down the 49ers. But Kyle talked so much yesterday about continuity with what they're already doing on defense. What do you know about the 49ers' interest or lack thereof in in Vic Fangio and and what they do next?
1: Okay, well, first of all, I did not report that it wasn't done yet. What I reported was Vic Fangio told me Sunday night nothing has been decided and was angry that there had been a report. So if anyone is upset that... It took three days for it to actually happen. Blame it on Beck, not me. But, uh, yeah, you know, okay, first of all, I've talked to a lot of coaches about this recently because I've tried to be sure when I discuss things that are over my head and a lot of fans aren't so unencumbered, but I'm going to try. So, 3-4-4-3, we freak out about it. Um, Really good coaches uh, like McFangio don't get hung up on that as much as Uh, You know, Joe fan. Uh, There are a lot of similarities. Uh, They're just called different things. Basically, with the 3 4, you don't know where the fourth rusher is coming from. With the 4 3, you do. You can rush five in a wide nine type uh, look with either scheme. They're just called different things. And good coaches will find a way to take the existing personnel and make it work, and you can call it three four four three. so could a coach as good as Vic Fangio come to the 49ers without going, ah, I can't, can't really have both, uh, gotta get rid of Eric Armstead, I don't really think Greenlaw and Warner. like, no, of course not, he would take those, you know, beautiful pieces on the board, and make it work really, really well, so, I don't know that it was that, but I do believe that Vic Fangio, um, you know, probably had some pretty high level conversations with Kyle Shanahan about what it would look like and whether they wanted it. Um, there are a lot of things going on. Vic had a lot of options. He'd been linked with Sean Payton. Uh, it would have been awkward had he gone back to Denver a year after being tossed out of the building, but he wasn't completely averse to that. Um, you know, obviously Atlanta, Carolina, Miami, Uh, And so, you know, Vic just had a decision to make, and I'm sure a lot of things factored in. Um, You know, Kyle is a, uh, you know, he's a coach that a lot of people want to work for. And, you know, certainly those players on that defense, wow, they can make you look really, really good if you're a good coach. So, uh, for example, today I reported that Vance Joseph, who is in the mix for that Arizona Cardinals head coaching job and definitely has a chance to get it. Uh, and the reason I believe that is because the Cardinals, who still have him under contract as defensive coordinator, aren't letting him out. And he's had many, many overtures uh, about possibly being a defensive coordinator elsewhere, uh, including for the 49ers, I believe. So, uh, you know, would that be super cold if the Cardinals keep him, keep him, keep him, and then hire, say, Brian Flores or another defensive coach and there's no room for Vance Joseph and he's left out in the cold, potentially? Yep. Uh, and certainly I would hope that's not what's happening Uh, so we'll have to see but there are a lot of moving parts Jero Evero, another really highly regarded coach within Denver this past year, um, previous experience with the Rams and Packers, he's talking to Sean Payton today Uh, he's still in the mix technically for Colts and Cardinals as head coach Uh, and so all this is kind of played out so I'm sure Kyle is going after the best and the brightest that I would put Joseph and Adjaro Evero in that category. Um, Scheme certainly uh, matters, but the way I interpreted those comments, just for Forty er fans who can get past the I know scheme thing is they have a really, really good defensive line coach in Chris Gisarek who came in and implemented the wide nine under Robert Sala and really uh, helped take that defense to another level. The way I interpreted Kyle's comments were we want someone who wants to keep Chris and probably some of the other assistants to take these great players and make it cool. So I'm less hung up on three, four, four, three uh, than I am. Uh, hey, I want to come to the Niners and bring in all my own assistants. I think that's more of a deal breaker.
2: Uh, good stuff, Mike. Good to uh, to watch the way this one's going to play out. Obviously, whoever gets that go- uh, gig has got a uh, got a few players to play with for sure. Uh, Mike, we'll talk to you next week, man. Thank you.
1: Okay, thank you. I'll. I, I hope I still have a voice on Thursday. The Super Bowl is known to uh, erode my voice in short order. But uh, apologies in advance if I sound atrocious. Yeah, you
2: doing your big old uh, party thingamajig out there like usual?
1: We we are not throwing a party this year. Okay. Attending, so uh, I'll try to bring it back. What next year's in Vegas? That sounds wholesome. I'll I'll talk to Carissa Thompson and Jeff Darlington and see if we can resurrect our uh, our Shindig.
2: A party a party in Vegas? Uh, we're in. All right, hey uh, Mike, good stuff, man.
1: Yeah, the Niners will hopefully will be there with their new defensive coordinator. It'll be awesome.
2: Yeah, and all twelve of their quarterbacks. Uh, exactly <laughs> right. All right, there he is. Thanks, Mike.